There are many challenges when running a small business. Among them is developing a marketing strategy that allows a company to promote its goods and services to the audience it needs to reach. Often, marketing is misunderstood and opportunities are missed. Welcome to Storebrand Spotlight. I'm Greg Sleeter, Executive Editor of Storebrands. And joining me today is Caroline Calloway, founder and president of Bolt PR, an award-winning public relations content and digital strategy agency. Caroline will share her insights on how small businesses can better promote their services, whether looking to connect with retailers or getting in front of consumers. Caroline, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Greg. I'm looking forward to today's discussion. And I am as well, because I feel like uh, many times, especially uh, with the product suppliers that we work with uh, in the world of private label, it's a lot of smaller companies. And oftentimes I'm trying to help them come up with a strategy for a story idea or a promotional idea, just, you know, as a as a, almost a courtesy. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk with you and get a professional's input on on PR and the benefits of actually having that kind of strategy, no matter size of business. So um, to start with, when we're talking about smaller businesses and they're looking at PR or a marketing campaign or some type of strategy, um, what are the most important factors they need to consider? It's a really good question. I always recommend we start with data. Let's look at what we know so far about the brand, about website traffic, about where and how consumers or brands are finding the company that we're talking to. We look at at Google Search Console. What are people searching to find the brand? We look at Google Trends, what's being talked about. We look at data and we use that data to then inform the strategy. We look at how even the websites performing certain pages, if they're quickly jumping off, we need to revisit the messaging. Why are people leaving? All of that informs the strategy and the first steps in the strategy. So if the website's underperforming, that's our first place. That that is your your first go-to for marketing. So what we'll do is update the website. So as we drive traffic through other channels, we've got a high-performing website. And the data will tell us all of that right out of the gate. Can you give us a little more insight on why a company's website might be underperforming? Absolutely. It can be the user experience and journey. It can be the messaging is totally off, confusing. It can be the calls to action are not clear. It can be that the site itself, the functionality isn't working. It can be a number of factors. A lot of times it's user experience and messaging. A lot of brands really struggle with nailing the narrative, telling a differentiated story, telling their why and making that really compelling to the visitor or reader. That's that's interesting. Um, when we look at um, public relations and marketing, um, what are the latest trends out there right now? Yeah, there's a lot of discussion right now around local store marketing or, or experiences and activations. Consumers are increasingly wanting to touch, feel, and be engaged with brands. And so we're doing a lot of work in that space right now creating consumer events and activations, creating opportunities for brands to reach out into the communities they serve and really be an integral part of that. I think, especially for small companies, the biggest challenge, obviously, there's a return on investment that always gets talked about. But when 
these companies are out, you know, looking to hire a PR agency. Sometimes they don't know what they're looking for or what to ask. Uh, what would you suggest, you know, that conversation look like um, for a small company that maybe is considering working with a firm like yourself? Yeah, there's a number of things that they should consider. First and foremost, the chemistry check. Don't go any further. If you don't immediately click with the agency, with who you're talking to, it's not going to get better. So the chemistry is a really big part of this because your agency is your partner. They are an extension of your team. And if that's not someone that you would choose to have on your team, stop the conversation there. So we are very big on the chemistry, the relationship. Do we feel connected right out of the gate? That means a lot. Um, And that's for both parties to decide the agency as well. Then we move into what is the agency's capabilities? What experience do they have? What are analogous examples of work that they've done that have driven business impact, that have really driven results? And then getting an idea of their thinking and their approach. So asking them questions about what what do you observe with our brand? And we come to every new business call already doing our research. We're coming in. If there's a typo on their website, we've already captured that and we're going to mention it. You know, we are really investing in every conversation that we have with potential clients. We are making sure that we're coming in with a a solid understanding of what we see from the outside and then asking them questions. You should expect the agencies asking you a lot of questions to make sure it's a really good fit and to make sure that they can really help you. So it goes both ways, but I, I think the biggest are the chemistry, analogous work experience, and a general understanding and an investment in looking at your brand and making sure that it could be a good fit. And if the agency doesn't check any of those boxes, keep looking. So if it's not a two-way conversation, I guess that's a good sign that that the agency hasn't spent a lot of time researching either the company or its industry and, and you know, bringing a couple of ideas to the table then. That's exactly right. You don't want to just be another number on a roster. You want to make sure the agency has been thoughtful about, yes, we should have this conversation because we think we can help you. And if they haven't done at least that preliminary homework, it's probably not going to be a good fit. I can't tell you how many calls I've been on, Greg, where they say, thank you for looking at our website before you got on this call. That is shocking to me to hear. Yeah, that, that is interesting. And, and but, but I guess that, that separates the successful agencies from those who maybe, you know, aren't having as much success because uh, they're not willing to put in the work. So that, that, that's interesting. And I'm sure that's probably um, something that a lot of people don't think about uh, is, you know, because they, you know, they think they're there to interview you and, and you as the agency, you're also there to interview a potential client. So that's interesting. That's absolutely right. And we've learned in, in several intro calls, we may not be the right fit for any number of reasons, whether it's a budgetary restriction or they're looking. We had one one brand that wanted our help with market research. And I said, flat out, you have three things that you're looking for that you told me via email. We don't do market research. I can refer you out, but we do not do that. And this prospect was so grateful that I wasn't trying to either skirt around the issue or play as though that that's our inner wheelhouse. So that transparency, that that dialogue and that preparation, that clarity about what we can do really sets the stage. So absolutely, you said it best, two-way conversation. And if it's not that, keep looking. 
from a strategy standpoint, and, and especially when we're talking about the, the product suppliers that are looking to get their items in front of retailers and, and use us as a vehicle, um, a trade publication like Store Brands, um, what are some of the strategies that you would recommend they use as part of a business-to-business marketing plan? Yeah. So there are several channels. One, again, it starts with your website and having that foundation and having the clear value proposition. So you you have a place to point people back to to learn more. Then it's looking at a, a number of different channels, including LinkedIn, including contributed thought leadership articles. We do a lot of thought leadership elevation, talking about the differentiators with certain brands and the leadership behind it so that these these store brands are more interested. They, they understand more about the brand before they even have a conversation. They're coming in thinking that, that it could be a good fit, just like it, it is with a prospect in an agency. Both parties have to come to the table with, with some interest. So there's th- the thought leadership piece. There's LinkedIn, the website, email marketing. There's so many different tools. But again, it starts with the data. How are people finding you today? And is there opportunity to amplify that further? And what are the untapped channels that you're not yet leveraging? And where can we find those people? We do a lot of LinkedIn advertising. To You can drill down to titles, to, to all the specifics, to regions, to even the types of brands that you want to get in front of. So we're looking at the full holistic picture of where the brand is today, what's working that we can amplify, and then what is untapped potential. One of the things I hear a lot from product suppliers in conversations is that they're unsure what they should be talking about or what to talk about in general, um, about their company, about what they offer. And I will give them some ideas and sometimes you could watch the light bulb go on. Um, But from your perspective, give us a couple of ideas that you would share with companies who were just unsure of what they should be talking about to to promote themselves. Yeah, it it is different with every brand because every brand has their differentiators and that's what you want to lean into. But it starts with any new client we bring on, and and I'll I'll get to the answer of some initial ideas, but any new brand that we bring on, we do a full onboarding. And that's not asking the public information we can easily find. That's peeling back the layers, the why. What's your vision? Where do you want to be? Why did you start this company? Why, why Why is your business model set up the way it is? Why do you use the ingredients that you use? How did you choose those? Who are your suppliers? Who's your, who do you use for packaging? We look at everything and we really dig in. And from that, we pull out these nuggets that were like, that's special. That's what we want to lean into. That's going to make you stand out. And that's important based on data to these brands. So we can be even more targeted with who we're going to. So a couple of ideas, and I mentioned a few, but any sustainability practices, any cause marketing, um, again, the thought leadership, the proven expertise and experience with the team. It might be a new brand, but if you have a veteran team, that's going to mean a lot. Um, it can be anything related to the ingredients, the sourcing. There's so many different areas that we would dig into to really tell the right story about a brand. And I love the thought leadership uh, idea, and I've suggested that a lot. And one of the things that, that I tell um, suppliers, even those that are maybe looking to me for suggestions and advertising, is at some point, don't make everything a sale. 
Um, you know, you, you want to sell your leadership. You want to sell your, your differentiation or how you think differently than all your competitors. Um, cause ultimately the retailers got to trust you before they buy anything from you. So, and it is so funny to people because they're just so used to selling an item, uh, you know, and not so much themselves or the company. So I love the fact that you brought up thought leadership and, in, in, in among those ideas. That's right. And to, to build on that even one step further, the education piece, because you're exactly right. People don't want to be sold to. They want to be informed. They want to be educated and empowered to make their own decision. And if you're the one educating and informing, they're going to gravitate to you. So we're really big on not pushing a sale, but empowering, enlightening, educating, and, and helping our clients to do just that, giving them the different platforms to do that. The world that we cover of private label is is unique because these are companies that work with big retailers and regional retailers to develop and manufacture products that are sold under the retailer brand. So the product mm-hmm. supplier brand, the, the consumer has no idea who they are. Um, but for private label suppliers, and especially now as private label continues to grow um, based on sales and uh, consumer demand, um, how can the private label suppliers really use PR and use marketing to their advantage to raise their profiles um, with more retailers? Yeah, I, I think, again, I mean, we're we're going to sound like a broken record here, but the thought leadership, the education, the telling the brand story to those B2B trades, to the store magazines, so that store brand magazines, so that these big retailers are learning about these companies and the who and the why and start to see where else they're picked up and covered. See that there's a little bit of groundswell that, that this brand has relevance. It's being talked about. The leaders are being profiled for a reason. So all of that works together to create the case because we've, we've helped brands create those decks that we put in front of retailers and we're always putting media coverage in there showing there's a story here with this brand and there's a trust factor and there's credibility that's really important in those conversations. We can't have a, a PR conversation or a marketing conversation without touching on social media because otherwise we're just not, we're not doing our job, I'm not doing my job. Um, but for the smaller companies um, that maybe don't have an understanding of social media, uh, what would you suggest to them and how they can leverage social media to raise their profile in front of whatever audience they're looking to reach? Yeah. So it starts with, again, data, looking at who your competitors are, where are they posting, what content's performing well, and not copy paste, but take the learnings from that, see what's resonating, and then make it your own. So reinventing the wheel does not need to happen. You can really be more effective and efficient by looking at what the trends, what's working, and then again, making it your own. So I would start by doing a competitive analysis. I would look at what the data is telling you. I would look at current followings. What what of your content's already performing well? And then build out a calendar. Come up with topics, with themes, with observances, with things that are relevant to your brand at a very high level and then drill down into just a few and start creating content around those key pieces of your brand narrative of seasonal observances or trends that are happening, but take it piece by piece. And particularly for private label for product suppliers, LinkedIn is a really, really good place to elevate your thought leadership platform on your own channel where you control that narrative and you can talk about all the things that make your brand special 
so I, I would say start broad, use data, and then just narrow in and just take you know what one post at a time. It starts with one post, and then use the data from that to inform the next post. But you're right. We it, we would be remiss not to talk about social media and the importance because it also is where you're going to go back to amplify what you're doing on the PR side or even on your website. If if you launch another new product, you need that channel where you can go and share that with an audience proactively. So it's a very important piece and it just starts with, you've got to make the time for it. Caroline, I'm curious when you sit with a potential client and you, you, you have a conversation um, and you provide a lot of information and they're still skeptical. Um, what do you tell the skeptics out there who may not see the value in either working with an agency or creating a marketing campaign um, and how that how there are downsides? What do you what do you say to those folks? Yeah, most of it is addressed by sharing our case studies. Again, analogous work we've done in the business impacts that we've driven. That's one way that we overcome that. And we are very forthcoming with our case studies. We're really proud of the work that we do. And we put those out and we offer references, all of that. But ultimately, it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. It's a two-way conversation. And if they're not bought in, I don't know that we want to work with them fully. If I'm being very candid with you, because it's a partnership that's built on trust and we need to know when a brand brings us in, they're going to fully empower us to drive the marketing because that's what we do best, that we are the experts at this. And if they're skeptical, it's going to be a, a, an uphill battle until we can get to the results. But a lot of times they're not willing to be our partner to get to the results part. So very much a two-way street. And when we partner with clients, we are on each side of the table so excited about what we're going to do together and the expectations we have for one another. And the other thing I hear a lot about is return on investment. Um, for a, a person or a company that is considering an agency or, again, developing a marketing campaign, what are some of the ROI factors that they should really keep a look at to say, hey, yeah, this this was a really a successful program and a great idea? Yeah. So... We have, as an industry, evolved so much with what we can measure and how we can measure it. So let's look at this in sort of small groups, if you will. If we think about the PR side for a moment, we have tools that we use here at Bolt PR that measure things like key message pull through. What messages, what keywords and phrases are most associated with your brand? That tells us a lot. If we need to have a rebalancing of this product and this this category is getting way more love than this one, but this is our moneymaker. That tells us a lot about where we, we should refocus our efforts. So we look at key message pull through. We look at share of voice. We look at the competitor set. How are you stacking up with compared to your competitors with share of voice? And how does that evolve and grow over time? We look at brand sentiment. If the sentiment, and this is all through AI tools, if the sentiment is more negative than positive, we, we have a lot of work to do because that's going to stand in your way of growth and, and getting picked up by retailers. Um, we can look at things like your, your domain authority. We can look and the do, average domain authority of the publications where you're getting picked up to look at the quality of placements. There's, of course, just the total quantity of placements and mentions, 
Um, and then we also can look at advertising equivalency value. Again, it's AI calculated, but that tells us if you were to buy ads, what, how does that compare to what we're doing on the PR side? That also tells us a lot. It tells us when we should be making recommendations to clients to advertise in Store Brands Magazine, you know, because the value is there in the advertisements. So that's on the more of the PR side. Then there's the, the digital side where we can look at SEO and how we improve rankings when brands are looking to pick up private label products. Where are you ranking in their searches? We can look at uh, website conversions, form fills. We can look at um, click-through rates on ads, on organic posts. We look at all of these different data points. They all ultimately ladder up to the business goal of get picked up and more retailers, sell products, move inventory. But there's so many other factors that build the case up to how you reach that point. And if all of those are moving in the right direction, we have a real good shot at the business growing and us hitting those revenue numbers. Carolyn, anything else you'd like to add? I'm going to say what I said at the beginning, and it all comes back to data, starting with data to inform your strategies and ending with data to measure the impact of the work you're doing and using it to inform the next steps that you take in your marketing program. It all has to be centered on data. And if it's not, there's a real missed opportunity and particularly for smaller brands, money that is, is likely not working as hard for you as it should, because data is going to tell a very good picture of where time, priority, and emphasis should be focused. 